Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and glad in it. Amen. Welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship uh, broadcast. Thank you for joining us around the world, wherever you may be. We hope you hear something today that will be of an encouragement to you, a blessing. And as always, if you're not saved, ask the age-old question, what must I do to be saved? Amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to start off with uh, scripture and prayer, and then we will have exhortation from Marvin and Kay. All right. All right, one second. Bear with me, my apologies if I had warned. All right. Uh, scriptures from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 9. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you were also doing. And one of the things that we often forget is, despite the fact that, you know, the amazing fact that we have Christ as our, our Savior and we have salvation through Him, we also have this family and this body with whom we comfort each other and we edify one another. And sometimes we seem to forget that or we get too caught up in what we're doing that we forget that we have this family to ask for help or ask for comfort from. Amen. And whenever we're going through things, like what is the, our family for? Our family is for love and support. Amen. So I just want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, we have this family here to comfort each other and to help each other grow, edify each other, build one another up. Amen. So just remember, no matter what you're going through, you have a family here that loves and cares about you. Amen. Amen. All right, let's bow our heads for prayer. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you bring us, Lord. And of course, we always thank you that we could be here today to glorify you, Lord, and to worship you. Lord, I pray that you be with all of us, Lord, and you help us to grow in the knowledge and the wisdom of your word, Lord. I pray that you be with the speaker today, Lord, that we hear a word from you, Lord. Continue to help us to grow closer to you, Lord, and to rely on you solely, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 How y'all doing? Yes, you 
Okay, I got something for you, okay? Come on. I'm going down the road one day. Yeah. The tire went flat. Oh, I hit a bump. What you think about that? Oh, well, let me tell you something. Sometimes when you have a flat tire, sometimes you got to be inflated. And see, you can't get your inflation from an air pump all the time. Sometimes you got, well, you got to call on King Jesus. Say, Lord, I need some air. I need some direction. Lord, help me because I can't fix this flat tire on my own. You know, I need the proper air. And the proper air comes from King Jesus. Sometimes y'all trying to use that air out there. But he said he gave you breath. He the one who gave you the breath. He the one gave you the air to breathe on a daily day basis. Every second you need to be thanking him, Lord, I have a flat tire. I need more breath. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, Marlon. What's that, Marlon? I got a problem with my screen. That's unstable. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I wasn't on the right path. So therefore my life was all rocking and everything. So when I got the shock speaks, guess what? I'm on stable ground. You know what I'm saying? With the Lord with me, I know he's going to take care of my vehicles and the pass inspection. Guess what? I think I'm going to pass inspection. Let me tell y'all something about these shocks. Amen. Now you know the shocks on the on the vehicles, you know how they do. They keep you stable. They keep you so you don't just go down and keep bouncing. You know this when your shocks are bad, the car just be bouncing all over the place. But see, when you get them fixed, you steady. You ride. You ride good, right? See, that's something about not having yeah. the proper things on your vehicle. So I want to tell y'all this. If you ain't got some kindness, if you ain't got some love, right. if you ain't got some peace, you can't make it. You can't make it. And you need to change your mind and think about how King Jesus has brought you out. Because a change is about to come on you. Hey, my girl Journey down here hollering hallelujah. Because she, you know what? She might be young, girl. She's filled the Holy Ghost. I don't care about child. I don't care what you say. I don't care what Y'all think these kids don't know nothing? This little girl right here give me joy. Unspeakable joy. And you know what? When you see God using somebody as tiny as this journey, I want to pick her up, y'all. But I know she gonna, she like me, she gonna take the mic. She gonna take the mic. And I can't let her take the mic right now because, you know, we on the road here because, you know what? I just want to share with y'all. Come on, mama. We're gonna share with them how good God is. Yes. You're here today. Yes, you are. Only by the grace and mercy of God. You're here today because you needed something. And what you needed was a high praise to get you back. Because you know what? When your praises go up, blessings come down. But don't always be looking for no blessings because you know what? Sometimes the blessings ain't what you want. But see, God knows better than we do. He knows what we need. See, we always want something. And what we want ain't always what we need. And when you roll over King Jesus, yes. all your grace is fixed. Yes. You ain't got to worry about your oil change. You ain't got to worry about your roses and your shops. Because God is able to do anything but fail. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what? I got another surprise for y'all. My girl, I, I love to hear her saying this song. So, Mama, do you have anything else you would like to say, brother, before we turn this mic over? I, I, hey, I love the song, and I know... It's going to do me some good today, but well, I wanted to see if Brother Marvin got anything else well, he wanted to say. I was just thinking about this. You know, earlier this day, earlier this week, I was feeling kind of low and down, you know. Mm. Just like that, uh, that uh, alternator in your car, how you need to check because your energy going low. Well, I need to be energized with that spirit. You know what I'm mm. saying? Put Christ first and let me get that energy in that, in that 
that pump that I need to keep going. Well, 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 y'all got something to say them. about that alternator. You know I got something to say about the alternator, y'all. The alternator, you know when the alternator starts going out on your car, the lights go to flashing and it just turn off. Uh -oh. See, see, uh -oh. y'all, we got a light that shine in us that cannot be turned off. Right. We, it can't be turned off. Uh -huh. But you know on that car, you know when that alternator go bad, you, you lose power. That's right. Yeah. But when you ride with King yeah, Jesus, yeah, and you got his yeah. alternator installed, and you with the Holy Spirit, your life will never go out. He said, let your light shine upon all men. He said, he said, he would join all men. So you got to use the light that he's giving you to go out there. What, 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 what? You got anything else, Mom? Because I'm on a roll right now. I'm on a roll right now. I, I don't know about y'all. Y'all got some brake lights that's out. Hallelujah in this place. Do y'all know how to change the bulb? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when that bulb go out, you know, Popo will pull you over and say, oh, you got a tail light out. But, you know, some of us get upset when Popo pull us over. But you know what? When you got a tail light out, guess what? It's just time to replace it. Yeah. Take the ticket and we're going to give you a ticket. Just replace it. Just like your heart. You have to replace anger with kindness. Just like your heart, you got to replace yet. That, uh, what, 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 what is it, Mom? I can't even think right now, y'all. I'm all over the place right now. But there's so many different things that in order to get the, 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 the things, the fruit of the Spirit, you got to change out some things. You can't be angry. You can't be mad. You got to learn to use that gentleness. And some of us going through some long suffering, but yet still, that's the fruit of the Spirit. When you going through that long suffering, guess what? God is doing something in you. He's changing something. My girl, Journey down here telling y'all something y'all better listen because journey knows she talking about y'all might not think she knows she talking about but she know she know okay y'all we gonna wrap it up but before i leave here i'm gonna bring up my dear sister and let her sing the song journey over here pat me see she whoo journey the fire is burning baby the fire is burning we're gonna bring up sister venus and she gonna sing a song we ain't trying to run
Somebody say, Welcome to the family. And look at somebody else on another side and say, Welcome to the family. See, see, that's what it's like. We are we just have a family reunion every Sunday. You know, we don't have to plan it out, we just come and be amongst each other. See, the one of the things that I've noticed is that you can get to the point in this thing where you know a lot and you think a lot and you think you know a lot, but when you don't have family, it is not worth anything. See, I've come to understand that unless I have the experience of being able to uh, practice the love that I have for God to you, then I don't have nothing. See, Jesus said that they will know that you are my disciples, not by how much Bible you know, not how much smart you are, not how much hallelujah you got, but he said by the way you love each other. See, I just thank God today that I'm learning how to love. And because I learn how to love, I'm learning how to sacrifice. And because I'm learning how to sacrifice, I can be obedient to what God gives me to do at any given moment. We were talking about this out there in the park yesterday, and God just showed me, he said, look, you know, the, 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 what I want y'all to understand is, I want y'all to understand that love is from where I do everything. Yes. Yeah. I get you. I get love you. is from where I, well, from the well of love I do everything. From the well of love I adopt you into the family. Open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. And we, Steve's going to read, it's going to be long, but it's not going to be wrong. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verses uh, 3 through 14. Read it loud and proud, Steve. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Where are the spiritual blessings? In the heavenly places. See, our relationship is different from Israel. Israel had a covenant with God that if they did, he would. 
But see, our blessings is because Jesus did, and our blessings are held in heavenly places. They can't be taken away from you. Now, you cannot access it, but they can't go nowhere. Because his blood paid for it. See, you couldn't pay for the blessings that God has for you in heavenly places. But you can access this, these blessings and you can use them on earth. But you have to remember, you access the blessings so that you can show how much you love one another. Because yes. without it, the Bible says, you have what? Nothing. nothing. He says, without it, I am nothing. So we have to always be in the, in the mindset that even though our blessings in heavenly places, we can access them, but we have to access them through the same love and sacrifice that he gave us at the cross. Amen. These are spiritual things to be discerned by spiritual people. Okay, read. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, mm -hmm. that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of him or of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to, un uh, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the grace of his glory. Amen. 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 All this is about is the blessings of God. In him, in him, that you keep repeating, in him, in him, in him, in him. And I want to focus today just on verse 5, where it talks about that we were predestined, that he loved us, and we were predestined. And he loved us and he knew us before the foundation of the earth, and he foreknew us to predestine us to become sons and daughters of God. And he did it all according to his will. See, sometimes you're born into the family by blood, but this time you're born in the family by faith. See, it, but if the blood was shed, but you can only come to the family of God by faith. There's nothing that you can do to become a family member. It's just like your own children. It's nothing they did to become your children. They just showed up one day, and then they became your children. And no matter what they say, no matter what they do, they are yours. They always will be yours. No matter where they go, no matter how far they stray away, they're your babies. And see, we have to understand Jesus is saying the same thing because the covenant was between him and the father. The father, he said, if you go redeem them, if you go redeem them, I'll save them and then they will be yours. And he said, all that are yours are mine and all that are mine are yours. You belong to God. 
You belong to the family of God. And sometimes you think that some people will say, you get thrown out the family. Can you really get thrown out the, your family? No. They can disown you. They can dislike you. But they can't dismiss you. That's right. <laughs> See, once you come into the body of Christ, we just read that you are sealed for the day of what? Redemption. The redemption is later, not now. So let me ask you something, saints. Why are you walking around worried about being taken out of his hand? Come on. You were sealed. You know how you do that little blue and green thing across the thing? You seal. Okay. You know how you put the the, 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 the lid on a mason jar? Yep. You seal. Okay. Right. Can't nothing it penetrate the seal of God. It costs God too much to, to not let you be sealed. Thank you. Mm. The Spirit of God tells me that, you know, saints are so worried. You're so worried, but why are you worried when you're sealed? Why are you worried when he predestined you before the foundation of earth to love you and to save you? There was a people given to God and you were one of them. And God died on the cross and you believe in it for your redemption and your salvation. You know that the blood has justified you. But yet and still, you're part of the family but you're afraid. There's nothing to fear because God has eliminated what you should be scared of. And you know who you should be scared of when you're not saved? You should be scared of God himself. Because it ain't the devil that's going to pull the wrath of God out on you. It's going to be God himself with his holiness. He's going to pull the wrath of God out on those who don't believe. If you read Ephesians 2, it'll tell you that you once walked according to the prince of the power of the earth. But God, who was rich and merciful, you deserve the wrath of God. But God, who loved you, went to the cross for you. But God, who's going to sit there and sit on the right-hand side of God, having all power, interceding for you. That's why I keep trying to tell you, you don't need me as a cover. You need God. Yes. You need that blood to cover you. Yes. We always talk about the blood of Jesus, but then you, you believe that somebody else got more anointing than you. No, they might have another assignment than you, but you ain't got no more anointing than I got, and I ain't got no more anointing than you got. Because we all been anointed by the blood of Jesus. See, y'all make anointing this thing it's just magical. And I need to go to an anointed person. See, you need to come to a saint of God. Because somewhere in this Bible told me, the prayers of the who? The righteous avail as much. So you just need to go to a family member. Let me prove it out to you, a family member. Say, I'm a family member. I'm a family member. John 1.12 says that because we believe we have the right to become the sons and daughters of God. It didn't say you may be. It says because you have believed upon Jesus, as the scripture has said, it says that you have the right to become the sons and daughter of God. Don't let nobody take your rights from you. Jesus died so you can have the right. You, you don't have to become. You are the sons and daughters of God. The minute you believe, you in the family. You are birthed into the family because you're reborn. Old things pass away. All things become new. So you're not a child of the flesh. You're a child of the spirit. God has said you in my family. I adore you. I love you. I want to protect you and take care of you. But I want you to understand my relationship with you is not temporal. It is eternal. See, so you're going back. You got to think if he knew you before the foundation of the earth, his relationship with you had to be eternal. Now you came, you was born into time, into this body, and you walk along in this earth, and you, yeah, you was born in sin and shaped in iniquity, but he already knew that you was going to be saved. Yes. You just didn't know you was going to be saved. 
But at the proper time, Jesus came into your life and you believe something happened where he pulled the scales down from your eyes and you believe because you are a son and daughter of God because he knew you before the foundation of the earth. You are secure in Christ. Me and Steve were talking about that. And I know there's out there people out there you can lose and, and you can lose your salvation. That means I can lose my sonship. My question to all of them is, how do I get it back? Thank you. <laughs> how do I get it back? I'm so secure in Christ that you know what? My want to has changed. Because what they'll tell you is, when you preaching the grace, you don't understand. See, you, 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 you a heathen when you don't understand this. See, let me explain to you something about this grace thing and God thing. God has been so good. We talk about we've been blessed, right? And he just said he blessed us in, with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, right? So because the blessings are in the heavenly places, because our mind is being renewed, I want to changes. I do what I want to do, but my want to changes. See, I don't want to do things that bring blemish on my God. I don't want to do the things I used to do. All things, are, all things are lawful, but all things ain't profitable. What that means is I get to the point in my maturity where my want to is changed. See, you don't have to tell me that I need to go do it again. I just need to mature. Because I'm a family member. And because we family members, we all grow at different rates. Some of us are babies and some of us are children and some of us are adolescents and some of us are teenagers. Some of us are adults in this and some of us are older adults in this. But the one thing about it is we still need grace. It's the grace that makes us equal. It's the grace that we have to follow. Steve, go to, uh, go to Romans. Go to Romans 8 and hold it. Romans 8, and he's going to start at verse, what did I say, Steve, 14? 14. Yeah, go to Romans 8, 14 and hold it. See, the thing about it is there's a fear that we have, and the fear that we have is that we're going to fail. There's no failure in God. Even on your best day, your works are like filthy rags, so you have to rely on grace. Grace is not a work. Grace is a gift. And if he gave you the gift of grace, then you don't have to worry about failing. You may fall, but you can get up again because grace says, do it again. Come at him again. Try it again. You can get up and try it again. You don't have to stay down because guess what? He rolls. And because he rolls, you can get up. But you got to learn how to pick up your cross and walk to Jesus. You know, I was reading in, in, uh, in Luke, where we finished it up, where uh, Simon and Cyrene was carrying Jesus' cross. And he walked behind Jesus. And I was thinking, I said, how great is that to carry the cross of our Lord and Savior? They just grabbed him. Here. They say he seized him and told him to carry this cross. Little did he know he was carrying the cross to the Lord that's going to save him by the cross. He believed, he understood what Roman execution looked like. But Jesus had to bear the cross. All he had to do was carry it. See, there's a difference between walking with it and bearing the pain of it. When you are a child of God and you are a child of God, when you are a child of God, you will not only carry the cross, but you will bear the pain of a cross carrier. What do I mean? That means that you're going to have to deal with some stuff. You're going to have to deal with the flesh, the world, 
and the devil that's already defeated. You're going to have to break the strongholds that's in your imagination. Don't worry about the ones who ain't saved. You need to break the imagination of what you've been taught. See, you got to be so secure in this thing that you say, man, my want to has changed. So I just don't do that no more. I'm not scared anymore because guess what? A1 says there's no more condemnation for those of us in Christ Jesus. Why is there no more condemnation for those of us in Christ Jesus? Glad you asked. Look at A14. Start reading, Steve. For all who are led by the Spirit. See, you got to be led by the Spirit. What? Of God are sons of God. See, think about what he just said. That means to be a son of God that has been predestined by God, you got to be led by what? The Spirit, not by the letter of the law. The law condemns. The Spirit saves. The law condemns. The Spirit saves. Somebody get that when they go home. The law condemns. The spirit saves. You've got to have the spirit to save you. And you and you got to have the cross to deliver the spirit to you. And you have to have his resurrection so you can walk in the power of the spirit that he put inside of you. So you shouldn't be condemned. There is no more condemnation for those who walk by the spirit and are children of God that are called unto his purpose. He said he purposed you. We read the first verse. He purposed you in his will that he will save you. That's a spiritual blessing. I'm not going to talk about anything material today. Because the problem with the saints are you still looking for the genie God. You still want to do some stuff and rub his belly and, and receive something that's material. I just thank God that even though I might not have all that I want and all that I need, he's still my God. Because guess what? He gave me the best thing that he can give me. His son for my redemption. Read. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. You did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Fear of what? Condemnation. I know y'all used for everything. But the biggest fear that you have that you was condemned. You was a dead man walking at one time. You didn't even know it. You have been sentenced to death. But God, he comes into your life, rich of mercy, rich in grace, and he bestows this righteousness upon you. It's called the imputed righteousness of Christ that you get upon the day you believe. You're not righteous of your own right. You're righteous in him. We just read in him, in him, in him. In him you are righteous. Outside of him you are condemned. So he didn't give you a spirit of fear, of condemnation. He gave you a spirit of love, joy, and peace. Which is the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, and see you got to work with those three first. Before you get to patience and, and long suffering. Because love, joy, and peace works inside of you. Amen. All that rest of that is outside of you towards other people. Amen. And you got to spark that, that, that long suffering and patience and kindness to the body of Christ. Amen. Not the invisible church. The visible church. Amen. And see sometimes we get so puffed up in knowledge. We think we, that we're part of this ecclesia that's outside uh, of the church and you know we oh, we, we, yeah. we know so much and, yeah. and, and and see the problem with that is if if you look at it that way Jesus told them now check this out Jesus you know the disciples were son of his and how did he tell them to move he said first you start in Jerusalem then you go to Samaria and then you go to the outermost parts of the world 
What this looks like inside the body of Christ is this. First, you start the local church, and then you, you pair up with other churches, and then you go to the world. A lot of people skip the local church and want to go to the world. The devil is a lie. If you can't show love here, what you doing in Kenya? What you doing in Haiti? What you doing all over this world when you ain't got a local church that you can show love to? Read. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. Think about this. Another gift. The spirit of adoption as sons. You received the spirit of adoption. You didn't receive the spirit of fear. You're not an orphan anymore. You belong to God. So you have the spirit of adoption. Read. By whom we cry, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. That we are children of God. Mm -hmm. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Amen. Go ahead. Provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So another only provision we got, we got to be willing to suffer with him. Not suffer for him. It says with him. And how do you suffer with him? By suffering with each other. Amen. Amen. That's how you suffer with him. Because he suffered for you so you could suffer with each other. It's real simple, y'all. It's not as mystical and magical as you think. How can you say you love me and you don't even talk to me? How can you say you love me when you're not even willing to give me a cup of water? How can you say you love me when you think you have a bad act towards me and we belong to the same family? Amen. See, you got to learn how to suffer with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, they're not all like you. They ain't supposed to be. But see, the cross that you need to bear sometimes is the person that's sitting next to you. Because God is waiting to see how much do you understand how much I suffered for you so you will suffer with them. You want to prove you holy by much uh, the, the verbiage of your prayers. Mm. Prove you holy by shedding up and helping somebody. We spend a lot of time, God, the reason why God ain't talking to most of he'd already told you what to do, but see, you done got tired of doing it. <laughs> because it's not as glamorous as you want it to be. But this ain't about you. This is about Jesus. And that person who's sitting next to you, or that person that you run into on the street, yeah. or that person that, that comes into your, 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 your sphere of influence, it's not about what you thought that you wanted for what you thought God wanted you to do. It's about you doing what God has told you to do. And then just when it doesn't get glamorous, you're ready to move on to something else. I'm going to tell you something, saints, just like your children. Do it right the first time. You won't have to repeat it. <laughs> you won't have to repeat it. A lot of times... <laughs> the Lord just the Lord does some, some amazing things with us and does some amazing things for us but you know what I'm saying what is, what is God doing in you right now what is he working in your spirit as you sit there and listen are you getting puffed up are you, are you trying to figure out where is pastor going with this because he's talking about family and he's talking about me and I have to examine myself to make sure I'm in the faith I need to take the time to see if I really love the saints of God. Yeah. Yeah. I need to understand that I'm not condemned, that there's no reason for me to have a fear because I have the spirit of adoption. Yeah. You know when you adopt a child, you become legally responsible for that child. Yeah. 
That child becomes your responsibility, just like the blood one. Now think about this. You legally adopt that child. That child has no idea what that means, but that child understands that they're part of the family now. Now, why does that child believe they're part of the family? Because by faith and love, you show them they believe that when you said that they, you was theirs and they were yours, by faith they believed you. And the same way you come to Christ. Yeah, there's a legal thing that was done with the blood, but you, you got to believe you a child of God. You got to look and say, I'm a father. He said, yes, you are. Well, I wasn't born to you, but you were born unto me. Amen. You were given to me. But I don't look like them, the bloodline. You don't need to because, mm -hmm. see, I took care of that for you. Thank you Jesus. My blood did it for you. And all you got to believe is what I told you. You my son. You my daughter. You get. You are right. You have a right to the throne. You can come boldly but throne the throne of grace. But they, you know, they, they, but they, they tell me, my sisters and brothers tell me I had to come their way. Mm. No, you got you to come the way I told you. See, you don't understand what I do with Johnny and Judy, I might not do the same thing with Samantha. Mm -hmm. But they still my child. Yes. Right. Yes. See, some of us get hyped up on, on, on religious things. And so what you do is you want to come religiously, but that's not coming by faith. Mm -hmm. Faith eliminates religion. Because yes. faith says, all I got to do is believe in Jesus. Amen. I got to believe in what he gave me at the cross. Amen. I got to believe I'm not condemned. I got to believe I can walk boldly before the throne of grace. I got to believe that he is sitting at the right side and hand side of God, having all power, interceding on my behalf. I got to believe in him more than I believe in myself because I have to trust him in all aspects of my life because I'm his child. I'm his child. Go to Galatians 4, verse 4 through 7. Galatians 4, starting in 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son onto our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you got the spirit of God inside of you. It's shed abroad into your hearts. And you say, well, Pastor, he said he sent the people... He sent it to the Jews first. They rejected him, and because they rejected him, we can get adopted. Amen. So we got to owe them a, a thank you. Yes, thank because you. Because they rejected him. And when they rejected him, he said, Let me open it up to my other children. Well, who are these other children? They're not, they're not, they're not from none of the tribes. But see, we go all the way back to Abraham. And Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham was justified by faith. We are not the children of the law. We're the children of the promise. Hagar had his bloodline, but the promise was given to Sarah. And the promise was actuated by faith. Sarah laughed, and Abraham trusted God. And because it was given to Abraham by faith, it says that those children would number so many that you can't even count them. You think about this. There's a certain number of the children of the blood, but the children of the faith can't be counted. You are in a family by faith. See, it was accounted to him as righteousness. Was it before circumcision or after circumcision? It was before circumcision. That means he was a Gentile 
because he trusted God and had faith in God and did what God said, that he, he was accounted to him as righteousness. So don't you worry about being a Jew. There's no advantage to being a Jew unless you're going to live like a Jew. You can't live by half of it. You can't live by a quarter of it like most people do. You got to live by all of it. But the problem is today is there's no temple to have temple worship, to have temple sacrifice. So if you can't do it all, he's, Jesus said, I'm going to destroy it and this thing ain't going to last. This thing, this temple worship, give me the, give me the time. This temple worship has been gone since since 70 AD. What they got now is rabbinical Judaism. There is no more priestly system. There is no more high priest. He took it away because it became apostate. He got rid of it because it was not of him. It was about, he said, my house should be a house of prayer, but all I see is thieves and robbers. My house should be a house to help people. But all I see is people see a story where they take the widows, all that she had to live on. And then a pastor that's going to hell going to tell you that that's Christian giving, that you would take from a widow, don't have nothing. Read the story just plain. They, the, the temple took all. She believed that she had to give all that she had to live on. God has never asked a widower or a poor person to give all. Come on. We are the children of faith. Children of faith give according to their faith. We give joyfully. We do joyfully. We love plenty. We sacrifice one to another. So it's all about the family. And once we get our family relationship right, then we're ready to expand to other territories. But the other territories are territories, not land territories, but spiritual territories of the people who are lost. Because we can, we can show them the law, and they should get scared because if we just go with the first four or five of the Ten Commandments, all of us have broken them. And the wages of sin is death. And thank God that Jesus died in my place because I couldn't have done them on my best day. If I got one and two right, I know I got four, five, and six wrong. See, but see, but we, but see, we say, oh, I don't sin no more. Come on, y'all. Don't tell that lie. There's going to be some sin probably that you don't get to repent for before you close your eyes. But the difference between a saint and a sinner is when we realize we sin, we got repentance. You know why? Because Romans 2 and 4 tells us the goodness of God should lead us to repentance. Read that again, Steve. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Talking about Galatians 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So the spirit of God is in your heart. He didn't say he was going to send it, it's there now. Because you believe. And now that you're in the family, now you have to learn the ways of the family. The ways of the family is love. The ways of the family is sacrifice. The ways of the family is long-suffering. The ways of the family is exercising your gifts for the edification of somebody else. The ways of the family is about everybody else in the place but you. The ways of the family is we care more about others than we do about ourselves. Yes. Yes. The way of the family is that we see people in a different light because we don't look at the flesh. 
We regard everybody according to the spirit. And the spirit that we are doing is the spirit of God. And the spirit of God tells us that everybody that receives the gospel can be saved. Paul said, I become all things to all people that I might save. How many all? No, he said some. So there is a failure rate to the gospel. But the only problem is, is you, your job is not to figure who comes. Your job is to dish it out. We are seed planters and waterers of God's gospel. We don't need to waste our time trying to manipulate and trick people into the kingdom. See, we was in a meeting the other day, and I got to say this because it disturbs me for a whole night. We was, we, we was in a meeting the other day. Children of God planning to do an outreach. We thinking things going to go well, and then I hear this. You know what we're going to do? We're going to trick the people. We're going to bait them. I, my spirit jumped off. I was sitting there next to me. Didn't he say trick? Yes, sir. He said trick. My spirit just whoop. Oh, no. <laughs> because I got the spirit of God in me. Because the spirit of God tells me there's only one trickster. That's Satan. There's only one deceiver. That's Satan. You can't carnivalize people into saying they sell us. I'm going to say that again. There's no circus out there. There's no cotton candy. There's no amount of hot dogs, no amount of barbecue, okay. no amount of stuff and, 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 and games and, and, and flamethrowers and jugglers that's going to get you to admit that you a sinner. Come on. Come on. We don't want you to play your gospel music. We don't want you up there just preaching that gospel and beating people over the head with the Bible. No. See, the problem is we done got scared to talk to people about the Bible. See, let them say you beating them over the head. You give them the best head you can give them. And I ain't talking about in a, in a nap. I'm just talking about in their mind. You got to replant the seed. Right. And it's hard to plant the seed when they got so much sugar. How are you going to give them salt when you done fed them all sugar? You done gave them spiritual diabetes. Because all they don't want is more sugar. All they're going to do is come for what? The fish in the load. Yep. Yep. When they, when they going to do that fish thing again? Yep. When they going to do that carnival thing again? Because I'm going to show up because you know what? I got a chance. And the, and the draw is you didn't win $5,000 the first time. You didn't win $5,000 the second time. Maybe this time you win $5,000. I don't care if you don't win. You need to get saved. Because what is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? See, the family of God understands this. But see, when you when you when you when you got ulterior motives inside the family, he calls them wolves in sheep's clothing. He calls them tares amongst the wheat. And with the tares, you gotta let them go up, but the wolves we need to run out. A part of this family. A family that is willing to sacrifice for each other. A family that looks at each other and says, I look at how beautiful God is working with you. Even on your worst day, I see God in you. Even though you get upset sometimes, I see God in you. God is working on each and every one of us in here to make us a better family towards each other. We don't have to do many things, but we have to, we are commanded to love one another. I understand that, again, you want to do great things, but the greatest thing you can do may be to one person, love on them, because you're part of the family. they part of the family. You are sons and daughters of God, and God knew that you were before the foundation of earth. Think about what he just said. He said, before I said, let there be light, I knew you. He knew who you were. He knew who you would become. It happened in a perfect time. So you want to thank God for knowing you. 
Because there's some that he don't know. Even in the, the prayer of John 17, read it. He said, I didn't pray for everybody. I only prayed for the ones that you gave me. So there's a group of people out here look just like us and they're not part of God's kingdom. But you are. Those who are listening that understand this, you are. These things are spiritually discerned. I know you want to hear about material things. You want to hear about your new job. I say get a better education. You want to hear about a house? Get more money. Buy the new job and the education. You can go on and on and on with these material things. But the thing about it is, is when you land in your deathbed, when you land in the hospital, you got Steve Jobs, who's the richest man in the world, on one in one bed, and you got that poor person in the other bed. And I'm looking at Steve Jobs, and I'm picturing him, and all of his wealth can't kill him. It's his time to die. And then that poor person who's poor, who figured because they're poor, they deserve Christ. See, you can't, you don't get Christ because you're poor. You get Christ because you believe. So at that time, a preacher can stand in the middle and preach the same message to the rich man and to the poor man. You need to believe in God. That's the bottom line, saints. What's the point of being rich and you don't believe? What's the being being poor and you don't believe? Either way, you're still going to hell. And the rich man can't take his riches to stop it. And the poor man can't rely on his poorness to stop it. He got to come on and come on and give his life to Christ. But it's us, us, it's us, it's the body of Christ who have been predestined as children of God that it was according to the purpose of his magnificent will that it's our job is to go out and plant the seed, the seed of the gospel. And I'm often amazed by the children of God who don't know how to present the gospel. How can you say you saved and you can't talk about the Savior? How can you say you saved? When you can't present the gospel that saved you. It's a conundrum. Because I believe that you can. I just believe that some of you are scared. But didn't we just read he didn't give us a spirit of fear? He we just read that. Listen, what you scared of? You want performance satisfaction. You want to present it and the person gets saved on the spot. So you can walk back and say, Pastor, I presented the gospel and somebody got saved. Yeah, but the thing about it is, you, it's all about you. But it's not. The reason why Jesus did does it the way he do it, one man plants another waters is, if we're so egotistical that if it does happen like that, we're ready to talk about how anointed we are. We're ready, we ready to run around and tell people, look at me, look at me, look at me. I decree and declare. That's what you end up doing. Because your head didn't got big just because somebody came to Christ. And you don't know if they really came or not. But you wear that thing until your time to, I didn't did this and I didn't did that. Let me tell you something. You better get a glory to God because if you don't get a glory to God, you're wasting your time. He said, I'm going to share my glory with no one. And he's sure, sure not going to not share it with me. So our job as pastors, teachers, prophets, whatever you want to call yourself, is to point you to Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who died for you. Jesus is the one who rose for your justification. And Jesus is the one who shed blood for the redemption of your sins. See, I don't need to cover you. I need to point you in the right direction. Who can cover you? I don't need to, to. I need to pray with you and push you forward. But I can't cover you. How can I cover you when I need Jesus too? <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is think about this in a logical way. Common sense. Common sense, sister. This ain't... You know, some of y'all, I got some street folk up in here <laughs> that know the game out on them streets. But you come to church and you don't know nothing. 
can't discern nothing. Because you think you think that the God can't use your street smarts. Think about it, saints of God. If God lets you have street smarts, you're supposed to bring them street smarts to church. So the church won't get hurt. If you see a wolf, you say, oh, I remember that because I used to be just like that. I already know what they're trying to do. Let me pull them aside and let them know I know. I see you. I know the game. Because I'm a child of God. Don't get it twisted. I ain't always been a child of God. And I've done some street stuff. But now I got some holiness in me. And I'm going to give all that street knowledge to God. Paul did not throw away all his education. What Paul said is worthless to bring it to God to get the favor of God. It's worthless to get the salvation of God. But isn't it funny how Paul, how God used Paul's education to spread the gospel in places Peter, James, John, and the rest of them could not go? Because they had mastered language. See, don't knock what you know in the street because all you got to do is give it to God. What did God tell, tell him? He said, look, I'm going to show you how much he's going to have to suffer for my sake. Paul went into this thing understanding that he's going to get beaten. He's going to get stoned. He's going to get maligned. He's going to get marginalized. But no matter what he did, no matter what he suffered, he understood it had a purpose. Because through his voice, the Gentiles could be saved. So remember this, saints. You in the family. Turn to somebody and say, I'm in the family. And point to somebody and say, you in the family. So let's just act like family. Amen. Let's pray. So gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Continue to bless us. And all spiritual blessings, oh, Father God, in heavenly places that you were predestined before the foundation of the earth. Lord, I just thank you today that you gave us the spirit of your son in our hearts, oh, Father God. That we have nothing to fear from you. All we need to do is trust you, oh, Father God. Because we pass from the darkness into the marvelous light. And we are children who walk by light. And we also walk in the truth of the Lord. So we just thank you today, Lord. We thank you for the service. We thank you for our family. And we thank you for the children of God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening around the world. We always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and in peace. And do what? Walk in truth. Amen. Praise God. All right. Thank you for tuning in to today's teaching. We hope you have been inspired and encouraged. Please look in the description box for our contact information. All are welcome and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Be encouraged, blessed, and at peace, and remember Walk in Truth. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you, consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed, and appreciated.